Now Elisha the prophet called one of the sons of the prophets and said to him, Gird up your loins and take the flask of oil in your hands and go to Ramoth Gilead. When you arrive there, search out Jehu the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi, and go and bid him arise from among his brothers and bring him to an inner room. Then take the flask of oil and pour it on his head and say, Thus says the Lord, I have anointed you king over Israel. Then open the door and flee and do not wait. So the young man, the servant of the prophet, went to Ramoth Gilead. When he came, behold, the captains of the army were sitting. And he said, I have a word for you, O captain. And Jehu said, For which one of us? And he said, For you, O captain. He rose and went into the house, and he poured the oil on his head and said to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I have anointed you king over the people of the Lord, even over Israel. You shall strike the house of Ahab, your master, that I may avenge the blood of my servants, the prophets, and the blood of all the servants of the Lord at the hand of the Jezebel. For the whole house of Ahab shall perish, and I will cut off from Ahab every male person, both bond and free, in Israel. I will make the house of Ahab like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and like the house of Baasha, the son of Ahijah. The dog shall eat a Jezebel, eat Jezebel in the territory of Jezreel, and none shall bury her. Then he opened the door and fled. Now Jehu came out to the servants of his master, and one said to him, Is all well? Why did this mad fellow come to you? And he said to him, You know very well the man and his talk. They said, It is a lie. Tell us now. And he said, Thus and thus he said to me, Thus says the Lord, I have anointed you king over Israel. Then they hurried, and each man took his garment and placed it under him, and on the bare steps, and blew the trumpet, saying, Jehu is king. So Jehu the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi, conspired against Joram. Now Joram, with all Israel, was defending Ramoth Gilead against Hazael, a king of Aram. But King Joram had returned to Jezreel to be healed of the wounds which the Arameans had inflicted on him when he fought with Hazael, king of Aram. So Jehu said, If this is your mind, then let no one escape or leave the city to go tell it in Jezreel. Okay, so Elisha calls one of the sons of the prophets and said, Hey, put your belt on and take a flask of oil and go to Ramoth Gilead and anoint Jehu as the next king and then leave. You know, you're just supposed to deliver the message, pour the oil on his head and get out and let it have its own impact. So that's exactly what he does. He goes to Ramoth Gilead, by the way, they're still fighting over Ramoth Gilead. It looks to me like the moment Israel has it and Hazel's trying to get it back. They seem to just uh, kind of, they're kind of always fighting over that. It's his turn. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so he does that and he tells uh, Jehu that he's going to be used by God to destroy all of the family of Ahab and make them like the house of Jeroboam and like the house of Basha, both of which families have been exterminated by the one who overthrew the dynasty. And Stop so... for a second. Who is Basha the son of? Uh, Basha is the son of Ahijah, but that doesn't matter. Is that the Basha, like, from... Number three. Yeah, in which... In Israel? Yeah. Third so it went Jeroboam... I thought it went... Nadab. Nadab, Basha. Basha is not the son. Basha is a new dynasty. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he can be the son of... Because yes. I was thinking of Abijah, who was the king in... Okay. Yeah, yeah. the king of Judah. <laughs> right. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> okay, 
never mind. So we don't uh, care. Who there are a portion of Abijahs, Ahijahs, Abijams, and other things back in that time period. And we need to keep those straight, too. But honestly, I mean, at the Alabama camp one year when we had 100 kids, seven of those boys were named either Will or William. I've been in plenty of camps where there were five or six Calebs. Jacob. There's, yeah, there's always multiple Jacobs, usually multiple Logans. You know, it's like, we know that. I mean, I've got, Sandra's got a sister and a sister-in-law named, named Cindy. And I mean, all that happens in families constantly. You got it on both sides, sort of, because with me and Deborah. Yeah, and what, your, your parents and your aunt and uncle are the same names, right? Yep. You know, I mean, it's like, this happens all the time. We think it's kind of curious. But we're used to it, so we know it, and so you just distinguish, you know, this is big and little, or old and young, or pretty and ugly, or whatever you have to do. Or maybe you use the last name, or you say something about who they're related to. My sister, Cindy, my sister-in-law, Cindy. You know, whatever you have to do. And, and we just do it automatically, and we know it, we understand it, but we do have lots of multiple names, my goodness. And most churches, there's only a handful of names, and they apply to, you know multiple people so uh it, it, it just seems weird when we see it here anyhow jehu is supposed to wipe out ahab and his family and the dogs are going to eat jezebel and jezreel and there won't be anything left to bury so jehu comes back to these guys you know the kind of the i guess the army chief of staffs or whatever and they say what did that mad fellow say and he said well you know what he said Jehu thinks that they put him up to doing that. Jehu thinks this has kind of been planned all around him and that his colleagues knew all about it. But, you know, they said, no, we don't know. And so he said, well, I've, you know, he said, I've anointed you as the uh, king over Israel. And so, well, what are they going to think about the idea of Jehu being the next king? Yeah, I take it that uh, Omri's dynasty is not so popular these days. The time is ripe for an army-inspired uh, coup. And so they proclaim Jehu king, and Jehu is going to go down to Jezreel, and uh, he doesn't want anybody going ahead of him to Jezreel squealing about what he's about to do. He's going to ride to Jezreel, and kill the king and have himself declared the king just like this prophet uh, sent by Elisha had predicted. So this is God's way of ultimately getting Ahab's whole family exterminated because Jehu is more than happy to oblige on that score as we will see. All right, comments or questions? So how is he related? <laughs> he isn't. So Even though he's the son of Jehoshaphat. Yes, different Jehoshaphat. Different yes. Jehoshaphat. So Jehu is new dynasty. Yeah, he's the army. He's an army captain. But yeah, he's not related. Because Jehoshaphat is not the son of Nimshi. The, the King Jehoshaphat. And the King Jehoshaphat's in Judah, and this is in Israel. Unless that's his mom's name. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Jehoshaphat means something like Jehovah Judges. So common name. Okay, so a new guy comes on the scene. He's a captain of the army. Didn't God tell Elijah to anoint Jehu? He did. So 
He never did that. Well, no, but he anointed Elisha that sent the prophet that anointed Jehu, so it's the same difference. So Jehu's there fighting in... Raymond Gilead. But Joram's not there at the moment. Because he's recovering from the wounds in an earlier battle at Raymond Gilead. And Ahaziah's there with him? As with Joram visiting him in his convalescence in Jezreel. So both kings, are, there for the both kings are in the same palace where Jehu's, going to, where Jehu's going to kill the king of Israel. And he, well, I mean, he's supposed to kill everybody in Ahab's family. So wouldn't that be the king of Judah? The king of Judah is Ahab's grandson. I think that counts. So he gets two for the price of one. And we wipe out the dynasty on both sides. Wipe out the king on both sides and start all over again. Except for Joash. Yeah, they're still related. I know, but we wipe out the king at least. And the dynasty for a while, because Joash doesn't reign as king for the first six years of the new dynasty. But Athaliah is his daughter. Athaliah has no... Judah blood in her. <laughs> Got an honor, but not in <laughs> So why was she in her blood? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I hadn't thought about it that way, but yeah. Because Athaliah is half Northern Kingdom, half Sidonian. Right? Mm -hmm. So she's not from Judah whatsoever. Yeah, but he's wiping out the family of Ahab, so wouldn't Athaliah... He doesn't get her. Okay. He does get a lot of them, though. Was he a bad king? Yes. Well... God wanted him to do this. Well... But then God didn't want him to do other things. Well... He's motivated by his own... He gets punished later for doing this because of the way he did it. Yeah, so, yeah, J.U.'s an interesting study. Because Jehu is very zealous for the Lord. That's what he actually tells Jonadab in chapter 10. Come and see my zeal for the Lord. Remember, he doesn't just stop with Ahab's family. He wipes out all the Baal worshippers, too. Why not? Well, isn't he only zealous for the Lord when he wants to be? And like when he doesn't want to be? Well, yeah, I mean, that's the question. You know, is there ever a time that you could do the Lord's will but not do it because it's the Lord's will. Do it because it's what you want to do. It just happens to coincide with your, you know, the Lord's will. And how would you ever know that? How would you be able to tell if somebody was really doing the Lord's will or if it just happened that the Lord's will and their will was the same right then? You look at what they do when they're not the same. Exactly. And on that score, Jehu doesn't do the Lord's will. Because when they're not the same, he doesn't do what the Lord says. Granted, You've got to say, in some ways, he's an improvement on Ahab. But that's not saying a whole lot. And Jehu did accomplish the Lord's will, but I don't believe he did it because it was the Lord's will. I think he had his own political motives for wiping out the whole, you know, political religious establishment as we have this army takeover in the Northern Kingdom. All right, comments or questions about all that? Well, look at the next little section here. So Jehu, this is 14, if it's 16. Then Jehu rode in a chariot and went to Jezreel, for Joram was lying there. Ahaziah, king of Judah, had come down to see Joram. Now the watchman 
was standing on the tower in Jezreel. And he saw the company of Jehu as he came, and said, I see a company. And Joram said, Take a horseman, and send him to meet them, and let him say, Is it peace? So a horseman went to meet him, and said, Thus says the king, Is it peace? And Jehu said, What have you to do with peace? Turn behind me. The watchman reported the messenger came to them, but he did not return. Then he sent out a second horseman, who came to them and said, Thus says the king, Is it peace? And Jehu answered, What have you to do with peace? Turn behind me. The watchman reported he came even to them, and he did not return. And the driving is like the driving of Jehu, the son of Nimshi, for he drives furiously. So do you see what's happening? You know, yeah, he wants to know, is this a peaceful, somebody's coming. You know, is it peace? That's the question mark. And when he sends people to intercept the person who's coming, he won't let them return back to tell who it is or what his purpose is. But they, the watchmen, think it's Jehu. And why would they think it was Jehu? Driving, the way he drives the chariot is just very distinctive. Yes, furiously. Reminds you a lot of some people I've seen drive today uh, in something other than a chariot. <laughs> And he's like, driving like a maniac, we'd say. And, of course, if it's Jehu, what does that make Joram think? News about the battle. Of the Absolutely. You know, he's the army captain. How are we doing in the battle? He's got news from the battlefront. Did we win or lose? Has disaster struck? Is he the only one left? Is that why he's coming? Or is there some, you know, big strategy we need to decide on? Or what? And so... He and nephew Ahaziah are going to ride out and meet Jehu, since they're pretty sure that's who it is, because they really want to know, you know, how are things going in the battle. Okay? And that's where we'll stop for the next few weeks. Yes. Well, you can read ahead, but it's, you know, kind mm -hmm. of unfair. But. Yeah, I should be able to maybe be here on the Thursday.